We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Brunson plays off the inbounds, throws it cross court. Green with a tough catch. Seven seconds to go. Five seconds to go. Green on the drive, gets inside. Reverse block by Achua. They throw it over the buzzer. Almost went in, but a foul. A foul called on Jalen Brunson. The Knicks are stunned. Now the officials are going to look at it. They have to because it was the final shot. But there's no challenge available for Tom Thibodeau. The play is currently under review to determine if the contact occurred prior. Well, they're going to see it. Did the contact come before the clock expired? What a defensive play. Oh, I, I don't see how you call a I foul on that shot. I don't see how you call that. No way. What a play. Precious Achua has been brilliant tonight. Um, mm, absolutely disgusted. Absolutely disgusted. There's no other, no other word. There's no other word to use right now. Um, that was one of the most egregious things that you will ever see in a professional sporting event. Um, Knicks lose this game 105 to 103 after what was a fourth quarter uh, and really a, a second half, but I would, I'll key in on the fourth quarter and really the last five, six minutes of the fourth quarter. That is everything that makes sports great. It is why we watch sports. We watch sports because the players in the uniforms for the teams, the uniforms for the teams are there to perform, and it is those people in those uniforms who uh, 20,000 fans and millions of people around uh, the world want to see. They pay good money to see those players. They pay great money to see those players, and if they get a really special situation, you get a, situ- you get a, a game like that where it's back and forth. It's big shot after big shot for both teams. Coming down the stretch. That is why sports exist. That's why it makes money. That's what people want. No one. Zero but zero people pay to see the referees decide games. It is utter nonsense that we have to sit here 
and we are deprived of what should have been five more minutes of basketball between two teams that like, man, give the Rockets credit. Young team missing their 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 top guy, Fred Van Fleet. I mean, they gave the Knicks everything they wanted. They fought their hearts out in this game. Had some big shots down the stretch. Uh, made you know run in the beginning of the or end of the third, beginning of the fourth to get some distance. And the Knicks fought back again. I mean, the, for as hard as the Knicks, for or as hard as the Rockets fought, and for as much as they did, the fight that the Knicks showed in the second half of that game was it perfect? No, God knows it was not perfect. This is such an imperfect team right now. And I, 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 that was what this conversation was going to be about on this post game about how they are just trying to mix and match with anywhere, anywhere you, you turn. If you try to stop one leak, another sprouts up and you're just trying to stay afloat for as long as you can. And the only way you do that is through effort and digging deep and deep and deep and deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's what the Knicks did in the second half. Coming back down from, I think they were down by 16 to one point. They were down by 14 at halftime. Fought all the way back, tie the game. Went back down by, I think, uh, 11. I'm pretty sure they went back down 11 again at one point in the fourth quarter. And then they fought all the way back again on what should have been one of the highlight shots of the year for a guy that is in the MVP race in Jalen Brunson. Um Masterclass shot over a guy that had really had his number for a lot of this night in Dylan Brooks, uh, and and that's what we should we should be we shouldn't be talking right now because sh- we should be watching fucking basketball. That's what we should be doing. We should be watching basketball right now. And all of us, I don't care if you're a Knicks fan, I don't care if you're a Rockets fan, I don't care who you root for. You were deprived of the thing that you go to the sport to see in the first place. And why? What fucking reason? Like, I, my initial reaction, like, once they call the foul and then they show the replay, I'm like, man, it's it's a foul. It's a foul. I, you know, and, and like, there would it have been overturned? Maybe. Maybe it would have been overturned if you... If you consider the fact that it's it, uh, not a natural shooting motion, and typically when we talk about unnatural shooting motions, we focus on the motion of the legs, uh, like the DiVincenzo foul three-pointer that was overturned at the end of, I believe it was the first half, that was an unnatural shooting motion. So it was overturned. You can have an unnatural shooting motion with your arm. That is what happened there. That is what Holiday had. It was an unnatural shooting motion. So... I think it probably would have been overturned if they if they had the challenge left. Yes, they should have had the challenge. Tibbs used the challenge in the first half. It was not a good use of the challenge. I didn't think so then. I don't, certainly don't think so now. But it's besides the point. It's besides the point because Tom Thibodeau shouldn't need to have a challenge for that situation because that call cannot be made there. In that situation, you cannot make it. Again, for what reason? What are we doing here? What's the point of all this? It's not to see the three people in the fucking gray shirts and black pants. And it's just an abhorrent way to win that game. I don't know if the Knicks would win that game in overtime. I have no idea. They were fucking gassed. They didn't have Dante DiVincenzo, probably, who went back to the locker room with a sore hamstring. Like, all of their guys were tired. I'm looking at the minutes totals here. Hart played 42. Brunson played 39. Achua played 39. 
you know, like they were they were gassed. Maybe they don't win the game, but you know what? They deserve the chance. And we deserve to see it. Again, doesn't matter who you're a fan of. Rockets, Knicks, NBA, whatever. Absolutely abhorrent. Absolutely fucking abhorrent. And I hope I hope Tibbs racks up all the fines in the postgame because that was egregious. And like, I haven't even mentioned the fact that um, it, on the game, on the game, and look, were the Rockets the more physical team in the first half? Yes. Did most of the free throw discrepancy come in the first half? Yes. The Rockets took 33 free throws in that game. The Knicks took 12. And I'm sorry. You want to tell me there's a discrepancy in favor of the Rockets? Fine. It was not anywhere close to that big of a discrepancy. So this was not just the last play type of thing. This was the entire game where there was a an inequality um, in, in how this game was called. And of course, it culminates in that. And um, I just, man, I, I it's it's undeserved. It's undeserved after the way Josh Hart came out and played probably his best half of the season in that second half. Kind of put the, in a way, kind of put the team on his back in the way that Josh Hart knows how to do. And he did it. And and not to be outdone, Precious Chichua, how many rebounds did Precious Chichua finish with in this game? He had to have close to 20, I have to think. 17. 17 rebounds, um, nine on the offensive glass, and had some. Oh my God, did he come up with some incredible defensive possessions on Alper and St. June? St. June got him once there down the stretch, but Precious got him more than he got got. Uh, and you can't ask for anything more for a guy who is a, a, he's not a center. He's a, he's a four playing five for this team because they're missing all of their normal centers and they need him to. And they're undermanned. And look, obviously, it, even if this had gone to overtime, which it should have, and they lost this game I, I, in that situation, I would have been okay with people being frustrated. I have a tough time right now being, being hard on this team in any way, shape or form, given how much they continue to fight. Um, they fought in the Dallas game when they had no business being in that game for as long as they were. Uh, honestly, like kind of impressed that they stayed with the Pacers for as long as they did given how the Pacers were making shots in that game and they fall like hell in this game, you know, and I, I don't, I don't know what more you want. I know they've lost three in a row. It's not ideal when you got other teams in the East that are just like, the East is tough, man. The East is tough, but they didn't deserve to lose like this. I mean, Jalen Brunson, look, I know he only went 10 to 25 from the field The the Rockets gave him everything. And then some Brunson didn't always have the best responses throughout this, this evening. Um, and but like, look, it's he's their offense, you know. Um, like Divincenzo did what he could, scored twenty three points on twenty one shots. He was only five of fourteen from deep. Like the Divincenzo, you know, um, onslaught was like not it's not as great as it's been uh, of late. So like Brunson was getting everything, and he didn't always adjust great. But man, the dude came up big when it counted. Dude came up huge when it counted. Absolutely massive, and then. You saw some big moments from some of the Knicks' new new players. Uh, Bogdanovich was not having a good game. 
I thought his two threes that he missed in the beginning of the fourth quarter were massive as the Rockets were making their push against an offense first Nick lineup that was not doing what it needed to do on offense. Um, but he boy, did he make up for it uh, before the end of that one and just big shot after big shot. And, uh, you know, Alec Burks, not quite as not quite as helpful. Finished one of eight, one of five from deep, but the one three hit was big, very big in the moment. Have, it was down the stretch. Got it. We were down five, got him win the three. Like they kept punching back. Like every time the Rockets did something where you're like, man, that, that feels like it's it. That feels like it's it. That feels like it's too much to overcome. The Knicks would. And there were like six or seven of those moments there in the last five, six minutes of this game. Really, every time they needed to come up with a big basket, they did. And they deserved to for this game to go to overtime. And it was fucking taken from them. I look, they'll be fine. This team is good. They're gonna get healthy. I, I truly believe there's gonna be hell to pay when they do get healthy. Um, and it's like, look, the all-star game, the all-star break is one game away. You go out, hopefully you could take one in Orlando. That's not going to be easy. This would have been big. This would have been big. Not the end of the world. This would have been big. You just, how the fuck, how do you lose it like this? It's awful. All right. I don't have anything else to say. It's well said. And I think we're all pretty emotional tonight and justified. Um, I will just ask you a programming question. Do you want to see a replay from a pretty good angle of this so-called foul? I mean, I saw the one that was was just on Twitter that I retweeted. Oh, I see it now. Talking from, Knicks, has it? From Talking Knicks. I clipped it. So I'm looking yeah, at anybody I'm, I mean, to show it. it. I'm looking at it right now. We're putting it on the screen. This is this was called a foul on Jalen Brunson. If you remember, Dante DiVincenzo had a three-point attempt where he kicked his leg out at the end of the first half and it was turned into an offensive foul. And if you look on the replay, this is Holiday, right? That's who was the foul was called against? That's who shooting the ball, John? Yeah. Okay. He is kicking his leg out and makes contact with Brunson. So it's the leg is the, the leg is certainly there. I think the reason that the whistle was blown was because of the arm, but the arm is also is, sticking out like a running back. It's the, like we shouldn't have to be sitting here analyzing this. We shouldn't yeah. have to be sitting here analyzing that. You don't, you just don't make that call there. You don't make that fucking call. You don't make it. You can't make it. Well, it's just horseshit. All right. Look, we I got nothing. It's an unbelievable amount of horseshit. We should be sitting here. Even now, just after overtime, analyzing a game where like, we were impressed by the Rockets while we were watching them. They had a lot of good young players. We were frustrated at times by the Knicks, but then also saw the heart of this team that third quarter where nobody subbed out and they got back in the game. was impressive. Like, with, you know, Give them credit. They scored 43 points in the first half. The offense was completely dreadful. We mm-hmm. questioned some of the lineup stuff. All that, All that's fair game. They scored 60 points in the second half on the road against a team that was giving them everything, everything they could handle, including 32 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. 
You're hundred percent. That's right. what we. That's what we fucking should be talking about. They fought hard to get back in it. There, there were mistakes were made. They overcame them. Tibbs had some good things. Had some things go wrong that he tried. Like I don't know if anybody's gonna bring up the challenge. I can't really fault him for that because like I you can challenge one thing this game. Like look, Steve we, Popper just had a good tweet. The refs were consistently bad tonight. He would have used the challenge on something else. It probably would have been not in the Knicks' favor. The, like, I'm the, sorry. The funny thing is, I could see them not overturning that three point call because it's it's a look. You want to say that he Brunson encroaches into the shooting space, which he does. And you want to say that like the arm, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a toss up is the arm is what holidays is doing with his off arm. How unnatural is that? And that's like something just like, it's not seen very often. Cause when have you ever seen something called an unnatural motion with the arm, with the upper mm-hmm. body? You don't, I don't, I can't remember ever seeing it. Um, so it's a weird call to have to make and again you're overturning it so it's clear and conclusive evidence of the of of the opposite and like look there is there is a five percent of me that is still like i wish brunson just didn't even put that moment in the ref's hands so to your and, point there's five yeah. percent of me that's i wish we had a challenge that other 90 yeah, percent is the larger like how do you make that call like how do you make that call he shot it with one hand from 40 feet away the entire and this is and like you've talked about this, we've all talked about this. This is a consistent issue with the league, and, and this one decided change. a game. And it's, it's not, not gonna going to change. It's, it's still horseshit, and we're stuck as the putzes that are going to turn on the game yeah. on Wednesday as if this didn't happen, because, and your ratings aren't going to go down. Exactly, and ninety, I don't know what percent of NBA fans across the world like look, people aren't going to see this. You know, this is not going to like start some firestorm. Like it's a bad call and you know why it's not going to start some firestorm because it happens all the fucking time it happens all the time and it has become accepted practice that we are going to deal with mediocrity if not worse most of the time and that is that is all that there is so on that note we can head into it everybody's mad by the way, so just be prepared. I know you're mad. I'm mad. Everybody's mad. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of mad in these super chats. What other, what other emotion is there? Appreciate the 1,100 people watching live. We're all mad together going into this one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Mythic Monty. These refs suck through the G League. Yeah, I mean, if they, if only, the, but who are you going to replace them with, right? That's the thing. The the NBA would need to completely overhaul how they do this, and um, they're not going to do that. To bottom line league. Red Sarachek. Uh Burks isn't passing, and if he does, it's a turnover. Um, Burks did not have a great game tonight. I'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat that. He was he, he was atrocious in the first half. I thought um his presence in the second half was helpful, was more helpful than not. You just need another guy out there who's going to strike a little fear into the heart of the defense. I thought he ju- he helped juice the offense for as much as he did not necessarily make shots. Um so I like look, Burks is Burks is a guy who's gonna take some stuff off the table sometimes. We know that about him. Hazu foul on that three, missed a Sanjun travel, LOL, just LOL. I I mean you're probably right. I didn't I didn't see it, but but uh Sanjun, like again, to expecting again, we're expecting the refs to call a travel in that situation. No. No, they wouldn't do that. There are calls that they get wrong, and then there are calls that they do not get right. And you're never going to see a travel cold in that situation. You're just not. Nope. Not going to do it. Thanks, Hush. Red Sarachek, this coach might run them into the ground before March. I mean, who do you want them to play? Uh, this team is trying to do some stuff. And in order to do the things that they want to do, they need to get wins and they need to maintain their place in the Eastern Conference. Um, they're hurt. You want to, I mean, like, look, they, they had a chance to win this game. I know they didn't win the game. They had a chance to win this game. You don't play your guys. You don't have a chance to win. It's as simple as that. You don't play your guys. You don't have a chance to win. So you want to go back to organization that doesn't really give a shit about winning. Like they've been for the vast majority of their history. Have at it. I hope you, I hope you have fun with that. TJ Akai, no other coach is consistently playing guys 15, 16 straight minutes, mid straight like Tibbs does with I heart or with heart, not they, et cetera. We can fool ourselves into thinking this doesn't add up, but too much evidence it does. Again, what do you want him to do? Who do you want him to play? Like, to me, this comment, you could have saved yourself a lot of spaces, could have given a cheaper super chat, and you could have just written, I don't care about wins. It's fine. That, like, look, there's a lot of organizations that do not prioritize winning like the Knicks do and do not prioritize winning like this coach does. The reason we're sitting here having this conversation about this team and frustrated about the fact that, like, oh, my God, we might fall to the four seed. It's all because of this mentality. And I keep trying to tell people and no one seems to want to understand. They're like, no, I, I, I want 87 percent of that mentality. You don't get to fucking pick and choose, guys. You do not get to pick and choose. Sorry. Colin Reardon, what's going on, Colin? Knicks need to contest this game. Awful. I mean, I don't know. A lot of good that's going to do. It's not, it's not going to change anything. Thank you, Colin. Robert W. Cross, the NBA has a real officiating problem, and that call was poo-poo. Uh, no disagreement uh, whatsoever. Um, I agree they have an officiating problem. It was a horrible call. It was a very poorly officiated game all across the board. Uh, you know, I, I don't think the Knicks have been officiated very well this season in general. I think they've gotten hurt a lot more than they benefited. 
If, I'm not going to sit here and be like they haven't benefited from some some games that have been called in the direction they have because every team has. I think they've gotten the shitty end of the stick a lot more than they've gotten the good end. Thank you, Robert. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? You know you're not a bl- <laughs> no, you're not a blame the refs guy, but Jesus Christ, Nick should protest that game. Just absolutely despicable in every freaking way. Uh, it, I don't. I frankly don't know how the, the protest process works. I don't know what kind of evidence you would need. Um. Man, I've zero. There's zero percent of me that thinks this is ever going to change for the better. The refereeing problem in the league, just not. Thanks, Kev. Pleasure, what's going on? Um, I'm glad the refs can have no punishment or, or fines for egregious calls like this. Truly makes the product great. Hope that ref hit his money line. <laughs> that piece of shit. We yeah absolutely. Uh, what was that MLA? Yeah, you could give you could give the the piece of shit to MLA for tonight. Absolutely, piece of shit all the way up and down, hundred percent. No qualms about that. Alex, fucking bullshit. Yes, well said, sir. Who gives a crap about the fine? I want tips in any Knicks player who's asked to call out these refs by name, like Anthony Edwards. I don't think they care about the fines. I, I don't. I truly don't think they care about the fines. Um, I'll be. We'll be. We'll. We'll see what what's said in the locker room. We'll see what is said in the locker room. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Thibodeau was. Um, I mean, he was kind of. He was short. Uh, I guarantee he's not happy. Tibbs from this is from Fred Katz on Twitter. Yeah. Tom Thibodeau on if he thought the foul that was a foul on Brunson in quotes, you saw it. And then Tibbs on what he thought of the officiating officiating tonight. It was great. Great. So Tibbs yeah, guarded t- his wallet. Tibbs, like, here's the thing about Tibbs, though. He's not gonna make a, a show of it. Like sometimes he loses his cool, but he's not gonna do what like Mike Brown did and get the laptop out. Like it's just not because he knows it's not gonna change anything. He's been around mm-hmm. long enough to know it's not gonna change dick. Sam Garcia, what's going on, Sam? I'm not one to complain about officiating, but tonight was embarrassing from Ed Malloy and his crew of of, of uh, I, I don't know if that's a, a PC word anymore. Uh, let's just say his crew of referees who sucked. Uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's you saw it throughout the night, and that was the icing on the cake. There's no toys about. Like there were so many other. Like, how many times do Knicks have to end up on the floor? And I understand. Look, I get it. Jalen Brunson plays a certain type of way. And the way Jalen Brunson plays, like, he's going to end up on the floor sometimes. I I do think that there are wings that get the benefit of calls that he does not because he is the size that he is. Um, But and it's almost like, I don't know. I almost wonder sometimes what the referees are like, you want to play with the big boys? You're going to, you're going to have to put on your big boy pants and we're not going to bail you out. That's kind of, that's almost the attitude. I feel like they take in some of these games, but it wasn't just him tonight. Like I, there was a, a one on Josh Hart where Josh Hart ended up on the floor, which I thought like, again, a fair bit of contact. And, um, yeah, thanks him. 
Gabriel Davis, what's going on, Gabriel? In the context of such a physical game, letting them play, that call was especially horrendous. I'm happy you pointed that out, um, Gabriel, because it's not... Every game is different. Like, some games are called very tightly, some games are not. And you know what's funny, though, is you're like in the context of such a physical game, letting them play. It was an incredibly physical game, and yet, and yet, how many times did the Rockets go to the line? Now, look, I, again, a lot of those were legitimate fouls that sent the Rockets to the line. I can't say that there were many moments where a Rocket got sent to the line where I was like, that's bullshit. There were definitely a handful of questionable ones where I'm like, really? You're going to call that there? Whereas a handful of on the other end where it's like, so like that would have been fine. Give me like a 28 to 17 Five one way, five the other way. Twenty eight to seventeen. That's I think that would have been fine. I think that would have been representative of how these two teams came out and played tonight. Especially with again the Rockets, the more physical team in the first half. Totally agree. Um, but like twenty eight to seventeen, fine. Thirty eight to twelve, not fine. Overall tenor of that game to make that call, very much not fine. Um, and how? Yeah, you point out Holiday wasn't even asking for a call. Well, they didn't give a chance to even ask for it because they blew the whistle right away. Um, and um, let me read one one for Tibbs before I get to Haitian's comment. So, this is uh, I really don't care how tight the game is called. I would just like the consistency. They have to use their judgment, and I have respect for that. Didn't go our way tonight. Yeah, I mean, just to try and take the high road. Haitian, bizarre officiating all night. Poor effort in the first half is the reason we lost. Uh, the Rockets did give away with a lot. Bench was much better today. Um, I don't know that I would use the term poor effort. I thought I thought the execution for me was the much bigger part of it. I think, can you say that the Rockets out-efforted the Knicks in the first half? Yes. I think you can say that. I did. I have said that a couple times. I don't know that I would go so far as to say it was a poor effort by the Knicks in the first half. I think the Rockets came out and were like, and like, look, part of that is they got a team full of obviously young players, but like they have a team of really good, tenacious defenders. Like that's, that's how they make their bones. They're really good at that. Like the Thompson kid is out of this world offensively. Brooks. I mean, he's one of the least likable players in the NBA. You want to punch him in the face. He's a really good defender. He screws up a lot of what you're trying to do. Um, I'm probably forgetting one or two guys on on their on their in their group that are that are also solid defensively. Oh, oh, Jabari Smith, my God, Jabari Smith, man, that dude, that dude's like he's a beast. Um, so all of that, yes, absolutely. For me, I'm putting more of the blame on the execution in the first half. I'm looking at ten turnovers in the first half um, to only three for the Rockets. Knicks ended up with uh Knicks ended up with 17 turnovers for the game, seven turnovers second half. You don't love that, but like 10 turnovers first half, way too much. And then the other one, um, like on the glass, you were just you weren't bringing it how you needed to bring it on the glass. This game was tied 23 rebounds apiece at halftime. After halftime, you out rebounded them 28 to um 16 after halftime. So you 
dominated the glass after halftime. You did not do that um, initially. And then just like, you know, you, you, you kind of had to make shots. First half of this game, Knicks were 5 of 18 from 3. 28%. They had good looks. Um, not great looks. They good looks. Didn't didn't make enough. And then and Brunson had his worst half of the season in the first half. That was the other thing. So you add all that up. That's to me to me, I'm looking at all that. Uh more more than the effort. Gabriel Davis, precious, amazing tonight, though. I, I thought really precious and heart. And you want to say precious put a put him ahead of heart because heart did not have a good first half. I mean, I don't think anybody had a good first half. Um, with the exception of with the exception probably of Precious. I think Precious had a good first half, and I think Dante kind of his his threes in the first half were their best source of offense. So I think you give the nod. I if you want to tell me that Precious was the best player in this game for the Knicks, it's e- either him or Hart, because Hart, I mean, Hart's second half was I mean, it's it was it was incredible. You know, and but the, like that's how he needs to play because you know the things he doesn't do. Now he made threes in the second half. That was really nice. Um, but yeah, Precious was incredible. Gave them everything and then some. Armand Bernadjaj, NBA is a referee gambling problem. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, look, it's, it's happened before. It's happened before. And by the way, the game swung. Like the line, I think at the end was like a point and a half or a point in one direction or the other. So, you know, CC Kirby, what's going on, CC? I know the officiating the past few years has been bad, but something has happened to the integrity of NBA officiating since Ronnie Nunn's tenure as head of refs in the mid 2000s. Something changed. Um, I mean, you're getting deep into it there, CC. I'll just say this like a lot of people on here. I've been a fan of this sport. I mean, people on here have been a fan of the sport for twice as long as I have. I've been a fan of the NBA for, for 30 years, more than 30 years now. I was not the level of, I was not as intense a watcher, I think, probably when I was a teenager in terms of like really knowing what to look for and being keen on, on everything. Um, and, you know, in the early 2000s, I don't remember... I don't remember ever feeling this way about refereeing over the first 10, 15, even honestly, 20 years that I've been a fan. Maybe not that long because obviously the Donnie, Donnie, you know, Donnie thing happened in, but that was like, even that like felt isolated, you know, that felt isolated. Like you had isolated incidents where it seemed like, you know, the, the league maybe wanted someone to win over the other team. Knicks 94 finals. How you doing? How about that? How appro- there you go. Talk about fucking appropriate. 30 years after the Knicks, I th- will always I'll go to my grade believing that they got jobbed in the 93, 95, 93, 94, 1994 finals because the league wanted to do away with Riley Ball or what, what Riley Ball became after he left LA. And I think the refs made that very clear in that series. 30 years after that, same fucking place. Different kind of bullshit. Different kind of bullshit for sure. Same place. Same, same general aura of bullshit. 
Unbelievable. Jessica Alsner, what's going on, Jessica? Bummer. They earned that OT. Not cool. Shitty refs. Yep. Short and sweet for Jessica. I appreciate that. Not much more needs to be said. JTM, does Dylan Brooks have a top five most punchable face in the NBA? Yeah, man. He's uh Halliburton's up there. Brooks is up there for sure. Grayson Allen is up there. Probably missing a couple obvious ones. Those are the three that come to mind. Those are the three. Yeah. Deadwards 604. Bullshit. That's all. Again, every one of these super chats could be one word. You don't even need that. That's all. Just bullshit. Bullshit's fine. I feel like we might break our record for curses in one post game on this one. Even though it's going to be short. Thank you, Deadwards. Juanon, what's going on, Juanon? Yep, there you go. Does anyone remember Tim Donahue? I'd love to have his take on the end of that game. Adam Silver needs to take time away from looking like a penis with ears to do something about this. Disgusting. Well, I think we know how Juanon feels about this situation. Juanon, give the comment of the night. I, I, it's always going to make me laugh. And I, just, I wish I wish there was any change that was coming, but if the Tim Donaghy books and documentaries have told you, they're not changing anything. Like the reality is the refereeing in the top ten of things that Adam Silver is concerned about on a daily, on like a semi regular basis. Probably, but it's like, like really, even if it is, who cares? Yeah, but even if it is, who cares? He's got enough people complaining about it, but like, I don't think he spends one waking moment thinking that the NBA has a legitimate problem with the refs. I think he spends at least one and I think he's not going to, there's no perfect solution to it. And because the ratings go down, he's not going to do anything about it. It's like when you know you have a, a, a car, you need a new car, right? But this one drives. So, you know, you don't need it. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. The NBA has their new rights deal like coming up. If you were to apportion his like the percent of Adam Silver that cares about that and the percent of Adam Silver that cares about the refereeing, the actual product that they're trying to sell to say that it's 99 to one, it's probably a little bit too much respect for the refereeing. If that's what you're equating, then yes, I'm talking about that's my point. If you're doing day to day uh, issues, yeah, he gets a complaint by his labor union on a daily basis. Doesn't care. About it's not officials. about. It's not about the bottom line. It's not about the bottom line. You mean it is about the bottom line? No, I'm saying the refereeing is not about the bottom. Oh, line. the referee does not contribute to the bottom line. I mean, we're all going to watch on Wednesday, so that's why it's the most frustrating part of this. So I don't disagree. Yep. There you go. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Gabriel Davis uh, saw Bogdanovich and Burke's value in the fourth quarter when JB was on the bench. Yeah, for sure. I think I think more um, more bogey, but but I think Burks again. I thought Burks was a plus in the second half. It was awful first half, not good for the game overall. But that's why you get those guys. You get those guys, and they were able to keep like give tips. That's a funny thing. It's like of all the nights that I get it. Look, he he's driving Divincenzo and Precious like he's pushing them hard. And like the DiVincenzo hamstring injury, it's absolutely a concern. Wouldn't be surprised if he missed the game on Wednesday. But like, you know, I he's your second best offensive player right now. And if there's one guy that you could figure you could kind of push because he didn't have like for the first like month, couple, I mean, really, his usage hasn't gone crazy until these last two, three weeks. So I think he's, I think I might guess is like, he just figured once Randall and OG and went down my, my assumption at that point was he looked at it and he's like, all right, well, I got nine games of the all-star break. I got nine games until the break. Let me, I could push these guys hard for nine games until the break and then start to make up for it after that. I don't. Lots of lots of lots of people tweeting about it. New York basketball, give credit to them. He's he's finding finding all the people tweeting about it. Dom Cappuccini, what's going on? Uh Dom, I hate blaming L's on the refs, but we got jobbed. No, like I don't you know me. I don't I don't do this stuff. Um I don't. So it's okay. Sure, they didn't do themselves any favors in the second. I'd rather I'd still rather lose to a buzzer beater from Jalen Green, hands down. That's the fucking th- like they defended that possession so well. And like their defense really I I thought their defense the entire second half was outstanding. Um like I know they gave up uh whatever 31 points in the in the fourth quarter. The Rockets came through with some big time shots. Big time shots in the fourth quarter. So, but yeah, you that there's no toys about it. Hush Zoo, Tim Donnie Masterclass. I'm just speechless. We're all speechless. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I feel like I'm, I just keep saying the same thing over and over again. I have no idea what else to say. I'm so frustrated. This is going to be one of those ones where you wake up tomorrow morning, and the, it's like the first thought that pops into your head is this, and it immediately starts your day off on a shitty note. It's one of those games. Kevin Danishevsky with another one. They should protest this game. I, I, I Look, maybe they will. I don't know. I don't know. How often does that happen? I don't know. Jason. What's going on, Jason? Knicks win. If Boyan starts, play your best players. Well, I... Look, Jason, we talked about this at halftime. I hear where you're coming from. Totally. The Knicks' two best players in this game, with all due respect to Jalen Brunson, were Precious Tua and Josh Hart. And unless you're telling me you want to start Precious at the five, which, like, look, that dude freaking battled as much as he could down the stretch of that game. Benji said it during the watch-along. Like, during a certain portion, ben, uh, uh, Precious at the five was like a layup line. 
It's just, it's a lot of imperfect options right now. Maybe Boyan, maybe if Boyan starts, they win. You might be right. I don't know. I don't know. I understand why he's going with defense first to start the game. And like, frankly, if they play the way they did in the second half, in the first half, if they come out of the gate like that, with that extra, which like, again, like, I, I look, I know the Rockets aren't great. They've been really, and they don't have Van Vliet. They've been really good at home this year, all year. Like, excellent home team. And they play hard every night. With who the Knicks are missing, like, they kind of needed to come out in the first half with the level of urgency they did in the second half. And if they do that, they win this game. And I go so far as to say they win this game going away. But to your point, Maybe it would have worked. I don't think there are any great answers right now with how with who they are missing on this team. Thank you, Jason. Dom with another one. Thank you, Dom. I like that January blessed us with patience to rest, guys. Uh, with that being said, I'm real divi- really divided on if I want to see iHeart play on Wednesday or not. LOL. I don't envy Tibbs. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be Tibbs' call. I think it's going to be Hardenstein's call or the medical staff's call. Hardenstein with the medical staff. I think those those two, they will come to a decision. If if he could play, he'll play. I'm telling you this: if he, if he could play, they're not going to sit him out. Just sit him out. That's not what this organization does. It's not in their ethos. It's not how they operate. If he could play, he's going to play. And you know what? He's going to have a week off. Eight days, actually. Right? Yeah. It's going to have eight days off. Um, or seven days off. Eight Can days I? off. They come back next Thursday. Eight days off. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. No, seven days off. Because they're going to they play on Wednesday. Right. And then, yeah, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's seven days off. And then all and of Thursday. Thursday. Okay, fine. Seven and a half days off. <laughs> Um, sure. Regardless, if you could play, I think you should play. That's my two cents. Armand with another one. I know you love Tibbs, but when is it time to start blaming him for these injuries and playing guys too much? Now, Dante is hurt. It's, it's not about, no one's trying to sit here and say that, like, I will say Dante and Harnstein, those two. Like heart, like the Achilles thing. It's an overuse injury. Dante, bum hammy. It's an overuse injury. No one's disputing that. I, I don't think anyone's disputing that, right? It's a matter of you are pushing guys to the limit. A lot of coaches wouldn't do this. A lot of organizations wouldn't do this. My 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 pushback to these sorts of comments is that you either have a, a way to go about your business as an organization, or you don't. And this is the way the Knicks go about their business. And this is what I would argue is as responsible for anything as part of the organizational turnaround outside of Jalen Brunson himself. And who, by the way, do you know who espouses this mentality as much as any player in the league? And I guarantee as much as Tom Thibodeau himself, Jalen Brunson, who's a guy where it's like, I want, you need to put me out there for 48 minutes. I'll play 48 minutes. Now you want to tell me, okay, it's on the coach to, 
bring back the player. If your players want to go 48 minutes, great. It's on you, the coach, to pull them back in. I hear that. But then you're not all about winning. And maybe that's maybe that's where maybe that's where we are. Is you just it's like, you know what? There there comes a certain point in time where winning is not as important. And I need to jump in because it's now the second super chat you've done it. I don't think this is guy, I don't think Armand is about is not about winning. I don't think the guy that you said should send in a smaller super chat is less about winning. I think what this team has shown yeah. is that there are larger priorities at the end of the season sure. and they don't need to go as extensive now. Yeah, but and that doesn't mean they're not about winning. It's that they want their players I, healthy for what the end goal is eventually. You can't you either it's like you can't be half pregnant. It is a mentality. It is an, it is an organization. A baby takes nine months to be born, which means you prioritize. You don't have the baby on day one. Listen, it's an ethos. It's an ethos that you either have or you don't. You can't ha- you can't halfway it. I don't believe you could halfway it. You know, you know what they do? If someone is not healthy enough to play, they will not play them. And you know how I know that? Because guys sit games. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson has missed games. You know, like they will they will not play guys if they are not healthy enough to play. If a player is healthy enough to play, they will push that player to the limit. And we're seeing some limits on some players that are being forced to extend themselves to 40 minutes consistently. If like I know, I know it's a tips thing and you're you're going it, as far this, as you can. This to me. It's a t- <laughs> it's all bundled up in the same package. Which is like I'm, but here's the thing: I'm not defending the, the 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 minutes thing and like pushing guys because it is Tom Thibodeau that is that is dictating the minutes. I'm defending it because it is part of the of the ecosystem. It is the ecosystem that they have built, and you cannot pick and choose. I don't believe others may disagree. I don't believe you could pick and choose which like. We're gonna we're we're we are an organization that believes in a hundred percent all the time, and that is how we do things here. But except when it's not convenient for us, you know, I don't believe you could do that. Um, I just and I'm and I'm saying that what this organization had talent wise the last three years, you almost had to overextend and push to the limit with the need to to win games in order to keep keep pace. I think we're now at a point where, like, that's why I, I thought Hartenstein wasn't going to play tonight. I don't think he's going to play Wednesday either. He's yeah, not healthy enough to play, probably. And part of the reason in the calculation is that he knows that, or the training staff knows who they're sending him back to if they're going to make him play. This yeah. is like sourced, com- John. No, this is a sourced conversation that we're having. Like, the Look. training staff and Tibbs have been like, okay, you're you're playing your guys way too much. We know if we send him back to the Wolves. What's going to happen? And now there's another guy. Like, I'm not even saying I disagree with, like, listen, the, the, Look, the trade-off is probably you, they lose this game by more. They're not even in the game. You you play... <laughs> sound like I just don't think it means that people don't care about winning. I just don't no, think... It, not, I just don't but, think that's what you said twice to two different people. I don't think that means they care less about I'm winning. Not saying these they care about their players being healthy long-term. Yes, I, I understand that. I understand that. And that is, and that is important. Mm-hmm. To say that, a team with playoff aspirations, which we all believe the Knicks have now, which in the past absolutely. we haven't, which is why the regular season mattered so much more. I just think it's an important differentiation that we don't tell people you don't care about winning if you want to see your players be healthy. No, I'm 
you either in a 48 minute game, you have two choices. You either make every choice with, is this player that's going to be on the floor in this instance going to give me the best chance to win or not? And the reason why Jalen Brunson doesn't play 48 minutes every game is not because it's because at some point that there is diminishing returns. I think part of every calculation in terms of how much he plays guys and how much he, he sits guys inherent in every one of those decisions is at what point is there diminishing returns? And you could, again, you could look at the hard side injury. You could look at the DiVincenzo injury tonight and say, well, if that's not diminishing returns, what is? Okay, that is part of the chance you take. And I think part of the larger calculation is sometimes you might push guys too hard. And I think there are a lot of organizations in the, in the NBA, probably the vast majority of organizations, who would never take that risk. And a lot of coaches who would never take that risk. This coach takes that risk. My point is just to say that taking that risk, pushing the guys as far as they will go, is absolutely entwined in the DNA of what has made the Knicks the organization they are from what from when they were something very, very different. That's all. Do you believe that those other organizations and not like the ones that stink, right? Like the other ones that do prioritize rest and certain rotations that you don't overextend guys in the regular season. Do you think they don't care about winning? That's the objection, John. That's the objection I have. Okay. That you're telling people it. that are sending in chats that you don't care about winning. Let me rephrase it. It is. There is a specific approach to winning each and every game. I think other organizations, every organization has a scale in which it tips more towards the long-term and then more towards the short-term. And part of the, the organizational ethos of this, it's not, it's about specifically winning, trying to win every minute of every game. And I obviously other organizations don't feel the same way because they rest healthy players you know, or players who are more or less healthy in an effort to keep them fresh long-term. That is a choice. I'm not saying it's necessarily the wrong choice, um, but it's not the choice that this organization makes. That's all. I don't even disagree with that point. I think that one of the things we love about this team is how intense they can play. The win against the Pacers last Thursday or two Thursdays ago was a testament to how intense they play regardless of who's in the rotation. So I'm not even objecting to the philosophy or the ethos that you're talking about. I should not tell people they don't care about winning if their players are dropping like flies. That's my only pushback. I don't... The dropping like flies thing is such a gross overreaction. Fine, Julius, dropping like flies no, isn't no, the one. No. But we're now is, we're now five. No, we're no, seven no, guys into the rotation. That. That's nonsense. John. That's nonsense. Dropping okay, like dropping like flies isn't the one. We're now seven guys into the normal rotation. I know Julius wasn't an overuse injury, but he's still Julius on was the an floor. overuse injury. OG wasn't an overuse injury. Mitch wasn't an overuse injury. Who am I forgetting? Ty or uh, sorry, Ty Sims was an illness. We're talking about. Isaiah Hardenstein with an Achilles, and we're talking tonight about Dante DiVincenzo with a hammy, and that's fucking it. Stop trying to make this about something more than it is. They're John. They are guys missing games. That's all I'm trying to say. At what? And he's okay, great. So you know what? We, you know they, they should run their organization, injuries. Andrew. They should what? put the fucking players out there in bubble wrap. 
that's no, what they that's should do. No, that's not it. No, no that's, come on. No, because you, you do this anytime someone know? pushes what back on Tibbs. What do you want? No, it's no, you, this no. Is what we've gone past now. the Tibbs part of the conversation. We've gone way past the part, Tibbs part of the conversation. This is about how how do you want to approach your life as an organization? And the Knicks made a decision when they made when they hired Tom Thibodeau, knowing from up high. You don't think they knew this is what they were going to get? Mm-hmm. Which is why I laugh my ass off every time everybody's like, oh, the front office, if they had their druthers, they would never have him. They fucking hired the man. They hired the man and they hired the man because they looked at the situation and they said there are 120 some odd professional sports organizations. And you know what? We stand for winning in comparison to those. We're last. We are dead last. And we're going to bring in the guy that turns that around. And you know what? Sometimes it's ugly and nasty business. But you know what he does? He fucking works. And that's why we are where we are today. And you want to sit here and you want to bitch and moan to me about God. Dante DiVincenzo's hamstring and, and Precious Yachua's, or excuse me, Isaiah Hardenstein's Achilles? Shit happens sometimes. Those are the sacrifices you make. Those are the concessions you make to get to this point where we're sitting here and we're like, oh my God, we've lost three games in a row. The sky is falling. No, 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 no. Uh, as absurd as the officiating. This no, no. And I, right, I get it. We're, we're at a point now. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. Yes, we will. I'm not upset with the ethos. I don't think that anybody that questions how many minutes are being played are upset with the ethos. The base level of competence, which I just said was the reason why we fall in love with this team again. The Pacer game I just used as an example. Okay, you mentioned diminishing returns. These are them, especially in regular season games. Great. I'm not even saying that like it's like a a part of the reason that DiVincenzo got hurt tonight wasn't they were trying to win a game so they didn't lose three straight. Like, you're right. There's diminishing returns, which is why it's an interesting conversation about the diminishing returns. The entire pushback was always stop telling people that they don't prefer winning. I I won't won't do that anymore. I won't do that. And to your point about falling in love with the team and falling in love with how they are, I love my wife to kingdom come. Would not trade her for anything. Uh, she can't fold laundry for shit. It sucks. It's annoying. It means I have to fold laundry every time we ever do a load of laundry until the day I die. It's really annoying. Do, would I do anything to be able to trade that in and swap it out for something else? Yes. After a long fucking day, do I feel like folding laundry? No. It's part of the package. And you either take the package or you either give the package back. I'm happy with the package. And it is where that is the genesis of every single pushback that I ever give when people criticize this coach. Because oh, you I know. can't have it. You, you, it's like having it all, it doesn't exist. And you know how I know that? And you know this better than anyone, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Because how many fan bases are always thrilled with their coach? Zero. Zero. There's always this stuff. You either you either choose a direction and you live with it, or you don't. And you choose another direction. It's always going to be imperfect. It's, it's the reality. It's the reality. Doesn't mean people can't complain. Absolutely, people can complain. They should complain. It's healthy. It's healthy to point out things. It's like you know what? Wish we could have that a little bit differently. It's it's the level of the overreactions. That's all. I think we exhausted this enough. I would think so. <laughs>